From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And joining me for the first time on the podcast is John Donnelly, CQ's award-winning defense reporter. Thanks for being here, John. My pleasure. Good to see you, David. So we learned last week that this year's appropriations process isn't quite done after all, because President Trump has declared a national emergency to fund his border wall with money that Congress never approved for the project. And most of the money he wants to tap would come from the military. So, John, how is that going to play at the Pentagon, and what could it mean for the defense budget? Well, uh, I don't think it's very popular at the Pentagon. I mean, the, the president claimed that uh, generals support his idea. Uh, I was speaking to a couple of them. They think this is far more important than what they were going to use it for. I said, what were you going to use it for? And I won't go into details, but didn't sound too important to me. Some of them may support building a wall, but I don't think you'd find a single one who thinks it should come from the Pentagon budget. Uh, so that's, I think, what the Pentagon's take is going to be on it. I mean, my overarching statement on this would be that this is just the beginning, not the end of this right. of this process. It's going to be months in the making. There will be court. There will be suits in court. There will almost certainly be an, an, an at least one injunction to block the president from doing uh, this, and there will be uh, legislative efforts in Congress to uh, block it. So really, this money is going to end up in legal limbo here for, for very, months. very much so, which adds a cloud of uncertainty over the forthcoming debate on the fiscal 2020 budget, which is going to start next month. And Trump seems fully aware that he's going to be sued over this. And he said at the Rose Garden last week that, that he expects to be sued. We can, we can listen to him say that now. And we will have a national emergency, and we will then be sued, and they will sue us in the Ninth Circuit, uh, even though it shouldn't be there. And we will possibly get a bad ruling, and then we'll get another bad ruling, and then we'll end up in the Supreme Court, and hopefully we'll get a fair shake, and we'll win in the Supreme Court, just like the ban. And so, John, this is going to take forever to play out, and, and this money is going to be left in legal limbo. But how much money is at stake here that we're talking about? Okay, well, let's start with the fact that the, that the wall is expected to cost, uh, I call it a wall, but it's actually probably a series of barriers in addition to the ones that are already there. And the total price tag is expected to be something on the order of $25 billion. What we're talking about now is just this year's installment of that money. And the president wants $8 billion this year. Some of it he got in the spending package that, he just, uh, that he's signing into law. But the rest he's going to get only about one point four billion. One point four billion, and so there's six point seven or so billion, if I'm not mistaken, right. that uh, he is going to try to get through extraordinary executive authorities, um, and most of that's from DOD, um, Defense Department. Yes, uh, three point six billion of it from military construction programs, which he's going to get by invoking a national emergency law that was enacted in I think 1976. And $2.5 billion of it is going to come from counter-drug programs because there's apparently a law that says that gives the president authority to move extraordinary amounts of money from counter-drug programs, which he doesn't have authority to do on almost anything else. So we're talking over $6 billion at stake here that could be held up in some way. Right. Uh, that's the amount that the president wants to shift from Defense Department programs to border wall construction. Right. And we should also say there's another about $600 million, a small portion, 
that would come from the Treasury's asset forfeiture fund. There's a fund that they get when they when they seize assets. Um, so there's a little money there, but most of it is military money. Right, exactly. So yeah, it's going to have an impact on the fiscal 20 uh, debate. And so lawmakers say they're ready for a fight on this. Absolutely. Democrats are just uh, itching for a fight. And on the Republican side, you see uh, only a handful really coming out and saying that they would vote to block President Trump's actions. But there's plenty of grousing about it and saying, you know, this is not how we should be doing things. But I think a lot of those Republican critics will roll over and go and, and go along with the president when push comes to shove. Uh, of course, you know, Congress is going to have to demonstrate that it has a veto proof majority if it's in both chambers, if it's going to be able to actually legislate blocking Trump on this. And it's not at all clear that they have that. But the combination of that legislative fight and the court fight we talked about earlier is going to drag this thing out for months and it's going to leave a big six billion dollar cloud of uncertainty over the defense budget debate yeah and even before a lawsuit is filed i know that congresswoman debbie wasserman schultz who had overseas military construction construction money in the house mm-hmm. has said she's going to hold a hearing uh next week uh to grill the military generals about whether they really think a border wall is more important than the projects that they wanted to fund that Congress has already provided them. Right. So let's say a little bit about the military construction and the counter-drug programs. The the amount of money that's being discussed here is significant. uh, $3.6 billion. Let's put that in perspective. The fiscal 2019 total military construction budget is, I think, uh, just over $8 billion. So we're talking almost half an annual military construction budget here that he wants to uh, divert. Um, And the amount that they got in fiscal 2019, the $8 billion plus, is almost $2 billion less than the military services said was needed for military construction. And that is before you look at hurricane damage that needs to be addressed that hasn't been funded at all. You know, uh, uh, several billion dollars in, in the southeast part of the country. There's like a really big hole right now that military construction is in, and this is just going to make it worse. Of course, Trump claimed he talked to his generals and said they support shifting the money to, to a border wall. Yeah, but well, we don't he's, the, he's the commander-in-chief. They're the generals. They're going to do what they're told. And I'm sure that they have tried to prioritize the list so that the, the, the less urgent things uh, are the ones that are going to be uh, delayed is really what the but what are the But clearly you're saying this would take a, a hefty bite out of military construction money. Just the, the sheer size of it is just, uh, you know, when you compare what the stated military construction requirements are and the and which are significant and more than they have in their budget um and you look at how much he wants to move you're talking about a major major shift and i could talk about the counter drug programs too if you want because sure. that's going to be that's going to be very controversial as well maybe more so because you know these are ongoing uh, counter-drug operations. This, we're talking about the National Guard's support, provision of things like reconnaissance um, to civilian law enforcement authorities. And uh, they teach uh, law enforcement personnel how to conduct uh, drug interdiction operations. So these are ongoing things that would be reduced. There's two major political forces that are going to be affected by this. Number one, the National Guard. They have huge clout. And number two, the governors. I mean, this is this is money that goes to the states to uh, fight drugs. And it's not like we don't have a big drug problem in this country right now. 
So I think the politics of that are going to be perhaps the most explosive element. Well, that's interesting. And that's $2.5 billion we're talking about that gets diverted from the drug operations to the border wall. Exactly. And we should also say this comes at a time when there have been reports that a lot of military uh, facilities at bases around the country have been in have been in uh, neglect and disrepair. That's right, and and it and it runs the gamut. You know, it's 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 bases, it's it's all kind of facilities. But the thing that has been in the headlines recently is uh, military family housing, which for several years now has been outsourced to private companies. And uh, Reuters did some great reporting on lead in military housing. The Government Accountability Office is looking into the Pentagon's oversight of this program. There were hearings last week. There was a survey released where military families uh, said that they really, um, something like half of them said that they felt that they were living in substandard housing. It's, it's vermin, it's mold, it's all kinds of stuff like that. Now, I don't know that those are the programs that are going to be subtracted from right. in order to build the wall, but anytime you put pressure on an account like the military construction and family housing account, it's all in the same pot, you make it. You you reduce the amount of money that you have for these kind of uh, initiatives. So it's all part of the same picture. Okay, so this will be an extraordinary test of executive power, as Trump battles Congress over who should have the final say on how money gets gets spent here, and whether what's happening at the southern border really qualifies as a national emergency. We don't know how this fight's going to end, but CQ will be covering it all for you. My thanks again to John Donnelly, our expert defense reporter, for joining me. Thanks, John. My pleasure. Thanks. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget Newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes or find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or NPR One, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more budget news, you can subscribe to CQ.com or visit rollcall.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at rollcall. See you next week.